Welcome back to Inside Games, the only gaming news show brave enough to accuse Activision Blizzard of making pay-to-win shooters twice in one week. Oh, the two time. Yeah, it's been a banner week for the erosion of monetization standards in online shooters, which... I don't know, that felt really dorky to say. But just days after learning that Overwatch's heroes will be locked behind a free battle pass instead of just being freely available, we've now learned some suspicious details about Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2's upcoming launch on October 28th. Not only do we have evidence of paid-for blueprints fundamentally improving weapons in Warzone, but you'll soon be able to buy weapon vaults that instantly unlock a bundle of performance-enhancing attachments that you'd otherwise have to grind out. This creates a window where paying players have more or better tools than everybody else who couldn't pay. Yeah, we don't have the details yet. We don't have all the information, so it's, it's theoretically possible that all these attachments are just balanced side grades instead of flat upgrades. But if you look at it more cynically, Call of Duty's pay-to-win days are finally upon us. The question is, will anyone notice or even really care? <laughs> that's a great question. Uh, that's right. Who can get upset about pay-to-win mechanics when you've been dazzled by the avalanche of announcements at Call of Duty Next? The annual debut event for Call of Duty, which is currently underway at the time of writing right now. We've deployed our top tactical agent, Charlotte, to the scene, who has definitely been researching Modern Warfare at the event all day and not rehearsing Lord of the Rings soundtrack on the melodica. Charlotte, call, call of Duty? Huh? What's that? Charlotte, Call of Duty? We Call of Duty? No, I'm not hungry, thank you. Oh, fuck. Uh, Bruce, the energy is electric here on the floor. Call of Duty next. The house is packed to the brim with influencers and corporate sponsors, all joined together in a communal love of shooting people really fast. Wow, that sounds enchanted. Uh, paint us a scene if you would. For starters, let's take a stroll down the Mountain Dew green carpet to learn what Call of Duty mode and flavor pairing our favorite influencers prefer. What's your favorite game mode and Mountain Dew flavor combo? Search and destroy Code Red. Are you feeling a little too hydrated? Never fear, an enthusiastic host is never far behind should you want to take a break from hunching over your phone for a starchy, throat-swabbing snack. Maybe if they smell the pizza, they'll want some. Hi, would you like a slice? Are you hungry? <laughs> yeah, actually, very hungry. Maybe we can help them out later on with a slice of pizza. And don't worry if all the announcements and action are getting a little too stimulating. You can always take a break and take in some relaxing commercials for tactical army stuff like trucks and beef sticks. Brought to you by the GMC Hummer EV pickup. Jack Links. Jack Links is good with it. Wow, if it weren't for all the gunfire, I'd swear I'm at a resort. Hold on, I just got signed out of Google. Let me get back in so I can do the next slide. It was too much. Okay, that's enough fun for now. Gentle ripping aside, the stream did present a lot of great information about Modern Warfare 2, Warzone 2.0, and Warzone Mobile, on top of hosting a wide array of streamers that all broadcast to their own channels. Ah, it's the future. Is it content? Is it marketing? It's both! It's contarticketing! That sounds like a Benny Gesserit word. And speaking of contarketing... We're about to plug our sponsor, and it'd be more hypocritical than usual to lay into Activision Blizzard for funding their productions before we do it, too. Uh, there's just something comically surreal about watching a host offering branded pizza to gamers hunched over phones at an event for gun shooties. But is that more or less comically surreal than spending money for virtual guns that are just slightly more effective than the free ones that are also not real? 
that's the core of this whole story after all. Yeah, like we said, the situation's fairly complicated, but we'll break it all down right after we hear from our sponsor, HelloFresh. Today's episode of Inside Games is brought to you by HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. No grocery stores, no stressful meal planning, just everything you need to prepare wholesome, delicious meals all delivered right to your door. I personally like that HelloFresh offers a lot of plans focused on nutrition. They got veggie, pescatarian, and fit and wholesome meals. They'll make it very easy to stick to your nutrition goals. And since you cook the meals yourself, you can tweak the recipe if you want. I made some chicken sandwiches and I'm not the biggest fan of mayonnaise, so that went straight in the trash and delicious mayo-free sandwiches went straight into my very happy belly. HelloFresh also helps you eat more sustainably. HelloFresh is the first carbon neutral meal kit company and nearly all the packaging is recyclable. They also include pre-proportioned ingredients that mean less prep for you and less wasted food in general. Order HelloFresh today. Use our link in the description or go to HelloFresh.com and use code POGINSIDESEPT16 for 16 free meals across 7 boxes and 3 surprise gifts. And we got some new tech going here. If you click an order, our description will live update with a number of purchases, so very cool. Thank you very much, HelloFresh. Alright, thank you for supporting the show, HelloFresh. We promised some nitty-gritty details on this pay-to-win business, so let's deliver. Charlotte, what's going on with Warzone? Yes, pay-to-win is what's going on, Lawrence. Metrics tracking website same.gg tweeted on September 10th that the Banisher and Ultimatum blueprints actually make the MP5 do measurably higher damage than the base MP5. Accordingly, this reduces the gun's probable time to kill. Blueprints are supposed to affect a gun's aesthetics only, though technically this has happened before. The Grav Assault Rifle rifle has a blueprint called Plot Twist that, when applied, causes the weapon's accuracy to bloom for some reason. Uh, this effect is slight, but still measurable, making it more of a pay-to-lose kind of situation, uh, more confusing than upsetting. And how's this for confusing? Even though this is basically a paid upgrade for the MP5, Sim.GG doesn't expect it to outperform the Vanguard SMGs that are currently dominating the meta. Yeah, so it's, it's a weird situation. It is a paid upgrade, but it's a tiny one. And does it then count as pay to win if the upgrade doesn't make it better than all the other weapons in the game? P pay to be kind of... Pay to make this thing I like suck a little bit less. <laughs> Even more confusing, the weapon bloom and damage buff here are the only examples Sim.GG has discovered where a blueprinted weapon deviates from its base model. It doesn't seem to matter much at the moment, but it could indicate dark days to come. Yeah, that's just weird. And there's not really a comment on it. It hasn't been explicitly acknowledged, so... Just one of those weird things, but you won't need much imagination for this next bit, though. And it relates to Modern Warfare 2's new approach to gun customization, which they're calling Gunsmith 2.0. This one's kind of a mixed bag, so we'll start with the good news. Yes, Gunsmith 2.0's banner feature is cross-progression, meaning that certain attachments you unlock while using a particular weapon will then be available for all weapons. Uh, yeah, that's right. The days of looking down iron sights, just trying to scrape together some pity kills just because you wanted to try a new rifle are over. Yes, hooray! Yes, mostly. What? Damn. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. close. Yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to get y'all revved up there. Not all attachments are universal, though luckily the Call of Duty website is pretty specific about this. Universal attachments are limited to optics, ammunition, underbarrels, and foregrips, and also muzzles for the weapons that can equip them. Meanwhile, receivers, barrel stocks, rear grips, and magazines are shareable within a given weapons platform across all its possible receivers. I think I got it, but I'm not sure. All words that make sense to me. Uh, Gunsmith 2.0 is a mix of universal unlocks and weapon-specific unlocks, which should result in less repetition while still offering 
plenty of tactical doohickeys to unlock. Everything sounds pretty hunky-dory so far, but you may have guessed where this is going. Activision is offering the FJX Cinder Weapon Vault as part of the $100 Vault Edition. This vault instantly unlocks the weapon and over 50 attachments for it. So with that combined with Gunsmith 2.0, does that mean that if you buy that weapon vault, you instantly unlock its pack of attachments for use across multiple guns? As far as we can tell, the answer is maybe. The website describes the vault as having a, quote, collection of receivers, barrels, stocks, rear grips, and magazines, which is the same class of attachments that are locked to a particular weapon platform. Uh, from the looks of it, these would be attachments for the M4A1, meaning players that buy the more expensive version of the game will have a pile of attachments for the rifle that others will not have. And yet, a video promoting the weapon vault on Twitter shows optics swapping out as part of the vault, but those aren't described as being part of weapon vaults. So that, Im that implies that the vault could unlock a lot of optics that could then be used on other weapons that aren't even based on the M4. Uh, so does this mean you can hit multiplayer day one, just skip right over the iron sights for multiple weapons if you drop the money? We've reached out to Activision for clarification on how this specifically works, but we haven't heard back yet. Yeah, at least for now, we haven't seen anything to indicate those attachments are exclusive to the paid vaults, just the aesthetic blueprint in them. But even those are starting to change how weapons perform, as we previously discussed. Yeah, and it doesn't take a lot of imagination to see where this could go. New seasons of content could launch with weapon vaults containing meta-shattering attachments. Players that buy them immediately would have the pay-to-win edge over players that grind out their attachments the old-fashioned way, uh, by playing the video game. <laughs> That's stupid. Uh, and whether or not Gunsmith 2.0 means these attachments can be used on multiple guns, the vault itself means that players who spend more money will have access to more, and quite likely better, tools than players who spend less. Ah, war as hell, Bruce. That's what Call of Duty's <laughs> always been about. I mean, we gotta admit it, though. I, I expected people to care, and it seems like nobody does. Uh, comments on YouTube and Reddit are overwhelmingly positive. Some folks are pointing out some small concerns here and there, like UI doesn't look good, stuff like that, but everyone seems sold. Everyone's on board. Uh, not saying they shouldn't be. Like, I'm not passing judgment here. It's just interesting to observe. And on that note, we're still a gaming news channel, even if we lead with the more salacious bits. So let's run down the bigger headlines of the day, Charlotte. First off, we have dates for everything. So you may want to write this down, though, because this game has been carved up more than a Thanksgiving turkey. Um... That's, it, it exists in more places than the American South, but it felt right. Okay, Modern Warfare 2's PlayStation exclusive beta starts on September 16th for those who pre-order with the PlayStation open beta running September 18th through the 20th. Folks who pre-order on Xbox or PC can join the next beta weekend on September 22nd while all PlayStation players can play. The actual for real open beta for everyone runs September 24th through the 26th. Jeez, okay. Now, we know what you're thinking, everyone. We can read your minds. Those dates were great, but we want even more weird pre-order exclusivity windows. Well, you know, we aim to play here on Inside Games, so check this out. Players that digitally, digitally pre-order will be able to play the game's campaign on October 20th, which is one week before the game's actual for real complete game launch on October 28th. Ah, Lawrence, we're not done. Warzone, Warzone 2.0 officially launches two weeks after that on November 16th. And after that, Warzone 2.0 will launch with the new desert map Al-Mazra along with a few new features like NPC guarded strongholds and a Tarkovian sandbox mode called DMZ. 
The update will also add a third-person view, which could have ripples on Warzone's gameplay, but at least you'll be able to see your cool skin more often. Warzone's also having a baby. It's a treasured moment. Warzone Mobile launches for Android and iOS next year and will share progression and even social features with its papa, Warzone. Oh, that's adorable. Yep. You can dive out windows. Woo! You guys want to know what else Warzone has? I do. Yeah, I do. Diving. You can dive now. Nice little belly slide. Wow. And what date does that come? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, mine's floating water now. They got that water tech, baby. Oh, and Warzone will have raids. You fight like a hundred foot tall army man. <laughs> <laughs> you, hide a you fight a bunch of hippies on a school campus. The pepper spray and you're kicking over college students. Oh man. Hey, more surprises and delights than you can shake a Moab at, which begs the question, with all of these dazzling content updates, do you think anyone cares about Activision selling attachments? <laughs> uh, I, I don't think so, no. It, 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 people just seem to be like, cool, whatever. People seem down to pay whatever money to get it as soon as they can. Like, if people are just sold on it. I guess it's just because the amount of content is there. I've been doing a lot of comparing between this and the reception to Overwatch. And I really just think it's like they didn't feed the machine with Overwatch. If there was enough content, people would be fine with whatever. So, but they seem like they've done it here. The campaign looks good. There's tons of stuff in multiplayer. There's guns everywhere. There's Warzone 2.0. So they're just kind of like left and right, kind of dazzling you with all the all the trinkets and scopes and gunfire and flashbang, tactical army breach, repelling. I don't know. I'm just I'm just off in there now. So, <laughs> uh, Charlie, what about you? I guess I guess like. If you have enough stuff for people to be happy about, people are going to be less likely to raise up the alarm bells, right, for when you have stuff that maybe doesn't bode well for the future. Like, you'll have the, like, kind of, like, early warning, like, canaries in the coal mine that are like, hey, this is maybe not good, but I think at large. And Overwatch, like you were saying, it's just, like, there's not enough good, so, like, people are going to feast on the, the smaller stuff that are issues. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, by the way, I am a Call of Duty fan. I'm very, very excited to play the multiplayer, to play the single player. I can't wait to see this game. Um, all of this confusing bullshit about dates and attachments and stuff, I don't give a shit about. Like, I'm going to die a lot and then not play it for nine months or whatever. That's the way it always works with Call of Duty. I always get into it. I'm like, this is fun. And then I die a lot. And I'm like, okay, never mind. Don't worry. I don't want to care about the meta. And to Lawrence's point and to Charlotte's point, people don't care about this stuff when it comes to like uh, FIFA Ultimate Packs or NBA 2K. Like, they were they were running ads in like NBA 2K, right? Wasn't that? And people were kind of like just they were just shrugging their shoulders. They're like, eh, whatever. And it's because that game was enough for them. And it's kind of the same with uh, Call of Duty. It's generally Call of Duty is enough for the fans. And there are a lot of those fans. So if they're happy, then I guess we are too. Damn, well said, Bruce. I, I don't know if this is something worth getting into. What what gets me is when you're playing a multiplayer game and the seed of doubt is planted. So when you're squaring off with somebody and you're like rat-a-tat-a-tat and you both shoot each other doing your little Call of Duty dance and you go down and they're up with like five health left, like so that sting in the back of the brain is like that motherfucker man, had a scope or something. Like, uh, it's, it's like it just kind of I think it gets in you and that's kind of the point is the brain worm starts burrowing and then you're like, I got to spend money. I got to get these scopes and then I'll finally be able to win and have fun. I think that tracks for people that are good at shooters. Uh, for myself, I love having some other way to offload 
my own involvement in me losing. So like, so often I'm like, I'll die and I'm like, they're using an aimbot. They can't not be using an aimbot. It, it, they have to be cheating. Yeah, like I think, I think, yeah, I think they're cheating. They shot me through a wall. So if I can be like, oh, they, they use their attachment from the other gun. It's probably that. I'll take what I can get is what I'm saying. I'm very bad at video games. Me too. Me too. Also, hey, these patrons that are supporting Inside Games, they all have aimbots. I don't know if you know that or not. Uh, Izzy, Mark Fletcher, Dan Halloran, and Keto White, you better uninstall those. You're going to get hacked. Luckily, my patrons buy the most expensive guns, so they can they can outshoot even the aimbot players. Pretty wild. Xander, Lenny Neves, Eddie the Dog, and Nathaniel Jameson. Those solid gold guns are looking great. And you're looking good on the battlefield with them. 